Hi everyone, I'm Tara Mont, and you're listening to the Trust and Thrive with Tara Mont podcast, where you can find a new episode released every Thrive Thursday. I am a current clinical psychology graduate student, passionate about all things to do with mental health, relationships, healing, self-reflection, and other topics that influence us in our everyday lives. I created this podcast to hopefully inspire others to live their most authentic life and to share insightful and honest conversations with everyday individuals and informed professionals. Although the show is not a replacement for therapy, I hope the conversations had can inspire you to look within, to practice self-compassion, to gain more awareness, and to trust the process of your unique journey. If you resonate with the message of Trust and Thrive, make sure to subscribe and stay tuned. You can also stay connected by following me on Instagram at Trust and Thrive. Thank you for being here. Now let's get right into this week's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Trust and Thrive. I hope you're doing well. I hope you're enjoying your summer, taking care of yourself and having a wonderful week. Like I mentioned in the last few episodes, this month has been mostly solo episodes and best of episodes as I'm gathering some guest episodes and great conversations to share with you all. I can't wait to share what's coming up. I wanna hear what you've been enjoying on the show. So please feel free to reach out, let me know. You can let me know on Instagram, follow me there at Trust and Thrive. And that's the same username for TikTok. I'm trying to post more TikToks on there. Um, It's really fun. I enjoy it. And there's such a wonderful mental health community. You can also send me an email, reach me through any of the links that will be in the show notes of this episode and every episode. You can find my information there. And I want to thank anyone who's left a rating and review, who has messaged me online, let me know that they've been enjoying the show, shared a post, whatever it may be. It means so much when I see that the show is resonating with people you're reminded that you're not alone. So thank you for letting me know. It really, really makes my day and inspires me to continue on with the show, just knowing that other people are on the same boat. And that being said, this week's episode is about emotions. This will be the best of emotions episode. It's such a common topic and theme we've discussed on the show because many of us are taught to fear our emotions, to avoid difficult, uncomfortable emotions, see them as a threat, or we may feel like we need to find a way to cope with it. We may suppress it. We may hide away from feelings that hurt too much, which is very common. So there are a bunch of clips in this episode from past guest episodes about the topic of emotions, emotional boundaries, emotional health. Um, facing your emotions, coping with them. So I hope you enjoy this one and I hope you stay tuned for some new conversations that are coming up in the future that I cannot wait to share with you, which will be in the next few weeks. So stay tuned. Make sure to subscribe on Apple iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify, wherever you listen to the show. And if you'd like to leave a rating and review on Apple iTunes, Apple Podcasts, that really helps and means so much. So Thank you in advance for the support, and I'm so thankful to have you here on this journey, so thank you for being here, and I hope you enjoy this episode. So that being said, let's get right into the best of emotions. The first clip is from episode 51 with Alyssa Menkow. I think as human beings, right, when there's something we don't like about ourselves or when there's something that brings us shame, 
our initial instinct is to avoid it. Our initial instinct is to not talk about it. Our initial instinct is to maybe work harder or um, do something to distract ourselves, right? But that actually doesn't heal anything. And there really is very little growth in that. Um, and so what we actually should do in order to really heal, and it's counterintuitive because we want to run away from pain, right? Nobody wants to experience pain, let alone emotional pain. So, but what we really do need to do is we need to go towards the thing that hurts. We need to, we need to lean into it and we need to try to understand what it's trying to tell us. We need to understand why it hurts and we need to kind of make room for it within our lives because avoiding it really, what it, what avoidance does is it makes that feeling stronger and it makes the pain grow bigger. The next clip is from episode 52 with Philip J. Roundtree. So often people ask me, or I see other people ask other people, are you happy? And I always say, my goal isn't to be happy in life. And they're like, wait, what? You don't want to be happy? And it's like, I'm not saying I don't want to be happy, but that's not what I'm striving for. I'm striving to be able to, to be able to experience every emotion fully, right? So that's happiness, that's sadness, that's anger, that's frustration, that's joy. I want to be able to experience every emotion. And that's for me what, a uh, again, a healthy, wholehearted life looks like. I want to be able to cope with them all. Right. Because if I'm if I if I don't know how to handle anger, then I'm not going to know how to handle uh, being happy if, and conversely with sadness and with joy. So if I if I have an understanding of how to appreciate every emotion that I experience, then that's what, you know, living a, a fulfilled life looks like for me. Um, and then again, once that's the basis of it. Now, when we start talking about various goals and, and what have you, then we can, you know, start adding those in. But at a, a basic level, I just want to be able to experience every emotion and appreciate them for what the, what they are and be able to cope with them in, in the healthy ways. The following clip is from episode 56 with Jake Ernst. All I suggest that people do is stay with it for 90 seconds. So that's one choice, eight feelings for 90 seconds. And what that does is it retrains your body that, oh wait, it's actually safe to feel. Actually, I don't need to, to check out. I don't need to, to lean away from every single unpleasant feeling that I have. Um, we actually know that, um, again, through research, that feelings last about 60 to 90 seconds. So if we think about them kind of like a wave on a shoreline, there's going to be that rush and there's going to be that uptake where it can get pretty scary because you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know how high it's going to go. You don't know how big the wave's going to be, um, but you see the wave kind of rolling in. And again, there's that rush. So you, you don't know what's going to happen, but you can feel it coming. And so that's the first part of the feeling. And then the second part is the flush. And so when you'll notice, actually, if you hug the shoreline and you can stay present with that wave, you'll actually see that it lingers there for a second because again, it kind of dissipates as it slowly dissolves, but then it uh, takes, a, takes a second for it to, to go. Um, and I don't mean a literal second, but, but it might be as big as 90 seconds. And so um, staying with that feeling is a really great way to absolve panic anxiety, but also just in general, um, it's actually, this is a great tool. The one choice, eight feelings for 90 seconds is a really great tool that you can actually just get more emotional literacy in your life and actually get more control over these unpleasant feelings. Because Often what tends to happen is we find that people want to push away from the feelings and they don't want to do it. 
Um, and so then they get so scared by it that it actually dominates their life and they fall into this other like flight pattern of trying to avoid their feelings, which is um, a whole other podcast. But um, but basically, uh, this is a this is a really great way to just get more in tune with yourself and more uh, in check with your uh, bodily sensations. We've been doing a lot of discussion around like the physical manifestations of trauma, chronic st- stress, and feelings, and this is just a great way to get uh, to befriend a lot of those unpleasant feelings because a lot of people think that happiness and the best way to feel joy and all these like positive uh, feelings is to just focus on all the positive things and ignore all the negative. But actually, what we know is that the more feelings you feel on this full spectrum of feelings, the more access you have to all of them. So actually. The pathway to happiness is actually sadness, right? The pathway pathway to happiness is actually by feeling your anger and your disappointment, your resentment, your all these other really unpleasant feelings that we're taught as a culture and a society to ignore or that like, you know, it's bad or it's a waste of time. And so again, it's really helpful to check in and check out. This next clip is from episode 73 with Dr. Anna Kress. To not engage in like a toxic positivity, what's sometimes referred to as toxic positivity, where we try to avoid, you know, so-called negative emotions and judge them and, you know, say that that's being a positive person to be, you know, sort of good vibes only. Um, and and um, I actually think you can have very positive energy and very positive um, attitude when you have a healthy relationship with your emotions. So, you know, what we know from the research and from, you know, just clinical work, what I know is that when we try to suppress the negative emotions, when we try to judge them, when we start to rank our emotions, like these are the ones that are good and these are the ones that are bad and we can rank them all in perfect order. That's when we can get into sort of this dangerous territory of uh, shaming ourselves and actually having a rebound effect where we have more negative or, you know, more difficult, painful emotions because, it's, it's unrealistic to try to shut down other, you know, half of our emotional range because we need those emotions. We need to know, you know, with anger, for example, we need to know, um, you know, sometimes anger tells us we need to set a boundary or that our boundary has been crossed or anxiety tells us maybe there is something uh, that you need to attend to. Maybe it's something in the, you know, your current situation or maybe it's an old wound that needs to be attended to. So our emotions give us information. So I think that we can be a positive person um, actually by embracing all of those, because when we do that, we can also hold space for other people and for ourselves when we're having a range of emotions. This next clip is from episode 83 with Adriana Bucci. And um, in my opinion, it is when you know that there are emotions there. You know that you can get triggered and feel an emotion and being okay with that. So just literally being able to sit with the emotion without having to do anything about it as uncomfortable as it is, because it is so uncomfortable when you're used to just powering through it, like you said, and just, you know, shutting yourself off to it, distracting yourself, not talking about it. So once you do reach that point where you know that you can't do that anymore and you have to sit with that emotion no matter what. That's that's how you know you have a healthy relationship with those emotions. The following clip is from episode 86 with Jason Phillips. Growing up, for sure, again, I was just trying to, as I say, stay out the way. I didn't want to 
draw a lot of attention to myself with having emotions like, you know, being sad or crying and or depressed. So uh, growing up, I tried to just brush things off. I tried to fit in, make sure that I was uh, didn't just didn't stand out too much. And I just got the job done. That's how I was growing up. Now I'm much more vocal about what I'm feeling. I'm much more knowledgeable, knowledgeable about what I'm expressing. I think for men, we we already have everybody has just regular pressure. But then I think men on top of just daily stressors, we also want to make sure that we are strong for our partners, for our, our, our family members. So that causes us to put on like a mask when even we may be hurting, but one, we don't even really know it because we're just in grind mode or two, if we do know it, we don't want anybody else to like really know. This next clip is from episode 87 with Christina Furia. Utilize some unhealthy coping mechanisms to, to kind of compensate for the part that couldn't be all the way stuff. So maybe you're drinking more, maybe you're, I don't know, having promiscuous sex, whatever, whatever it is. But when we make choices like that to not fully allow our emotional experience to occur, we end up having blocks. And like I said, those are emotional blocks, but they're also energetic blocks. And so if you don't kind of do that work of resolving whatever is within you that's unresolved, you're going to find that actually anything um, related to manifesting, you know, great things, anything related to really transforming your life in a way that's going to, you know, make you happier, more fulfilled, whatever, you are going to come up short. You're going to find that there are constantly barriers getting thrown up, whether they're occurring in the external world or in the internal world just of your own thoughts. It will keep coming up again and again because we have to get unblocked. This next clip is from episode 89 with Jen Brown. Because there, there's difference, right? Like a conflict can just come up and then you could need to speak up. So in the case, if you need to speak up, if you need to say something and you know that this might bring up ill will or ill feelings in the other person or might bring up a moment of hurt feelings or upsetness, then I think the biggest thing is really to ground it in both facts and how you feel. Because if you're talking about how you personally feel, that's not really debatable. And you're not blaming that person for your feelings. You can say, I feel hurt. You can say the actions you did made me feel hurt. You're not saying you made me feel hurt because the only person responsible for your emotions is you. Their actions may have made you feel hurt. Their actions may have made you feel neglected or in a, in a work situation, belittled or misunderstood. And I think leading with those are really cr critical and if you need to, like what I, I, I told the client this recently, I'm like, if you need to write down some notes, even if it's a relationship conversation, there's nothing wrong with that. We have this huge stigma, I think, of taking notes places sometimes. And I'm like, that just shows that you've prepared and it shows that you don't want to miss a point. And if you want to be really transparent, be like, I jotted down some things because I don't want to forget to tell you. And that's way you're giving a reason why you've jotted some things down. And I think too often we're like, okay, I got this. I know this feeling. I don't need to write anything down. I'm going in. And 
we let, again, our emotional state take us to a different place than we intended on being. So that's, that's the first thing. If it's a conflict that just pops up, I think, again, recognizing your own emotional state is really critical. And if you're nervous and you tend to shy away from it, maybe even give yourself that buffer of like, I understand that we're both upset right now. Let's talk about this tomorrow. Let's talk about this later. This next clip is from episode 92 with Alana Gardner. And so, you know, recognizing that there's moments where you feel very up and there's moments where you feel very down or there's moments where you just don't feel you're, you're numb and you don't feel much of anything, right? And so being able to be emotionally in tune with your body and trying to figure out ways that sort of make you feel, I think, sort of safe and grounded in your body. So whether that's exercising, going for a walk, taking a cold shower, singing, humming, um, you know, doing that level of breath work, anything that's going to make you feel safe and secure in your body is what you should probably be doing first to kind of um, help you understand that like your body is safe and that you do have some sort of physical control over self, right? And then being able to take it up another notch and begin to, I think, sort of journal, you know? So there's a lot of um, great journaling prompts on Instagram um, and on Pinterest that you can utilize, but really beginning to check in with yourself daily and ask yourself, how am I feeling today? You know, what emotion is coming up for me? What is the emotion that I'm consistently feeling throughout this week? Um, you know, have, have I ever felt like this before in, a, in another situation? Or have I felt this other emotion before? What made me feel this emotion before? And so being very, um, what I would say, a level of compassionate curiosity, right? So it's meeting yourself, uh, meeting your feelings and your emotions um, and your thoughts as well with a sense of compassion and not necessarily a sense of judgment or disdain or criticalness um, for just having regular human emotions come up. This next clip is from episode 108 with Amanda E. White. There's emotional boundaries, which is more of an internal type of process where it's like, if I'm talking to you, am I able to separate my emotions from your emotions? Or if you have an emotional reaction to something I say, am I able to stay grounded and know the difference between my internal experience and yours? I think emotional boundaries are one of the most difficult ones because I think that they're not super quantifiable all the time. Like it's easy for people to imagine and picture physical boundaries. It can be easier to imagine, you know, material boundaries, time boundaries, these things that are like concrete, where emotional boundaries are often a process within yourself. I mean, they may involve setting, right? Like if I get emotional uh, or it doesn't work for me to be with someone for more than a period of time, right? Like that's going to involve obviously a time boundary as well. But emotional boundaries are really um, an internal process a lot of times of discovering what works for you, what doesn't work for you, what expectations am I putting on other people, right, that I need to kind of check in with myself. And this last clip is from episode 114 with Michelle Goodlow. Toxic positivity is an issue because it's not embracing humanness. Humans are not positive all the time. 
we actually have a range of emotions and we need to take care of our different emotions. If we're only focused on the emotions that are positive or how I like to frame it, the emotions that make us feel light, you're exactly right. That means we're denying or avoiding or ignoring the other emotions that make us human. I, I, I talk about this a lot with my clients. I recommend watching the movie, the Pixar movie, Inside Out. I love that movie. I have to rewatch it. Please do. I'm going to rewatch it with you, okay? <laughs> it's so good, yes. But it's a, it's a movie about emotions and what happens when certain emotions are not either understood or they're avoided, you know, or we put them to the side. That means we're not embracing all of our humanness. So toxic positivity is very much connected to perfectionism. And hey, last time I checked, humans are not perfect beings. So when you notice those messages, again, do what feels right in terms of not consuming them, but really filtering them out or depending on your space and how you feel, calling them out, you know, and that definitely depends on your individual experience and your capacity. But when someone presents toxic positivity to me, I give it right back. I said, oh, that's not for me. You go ahead and take that. Um, That's not mine to hold. I'm a whole human being. That means I get angry. I get sad. I get frustrated. I'm happy. I have a whole range of emotions and I've got to take care of all of those emotions. So I hope you enjoyed the best of emotions. Obviously, a lot of the episodes on the show have touched on the topic of emotions, but these were some of the best takeaways, in my opinion, to do with emotions, emotional health, setting emotional boundaries, and so on. So I hope you enjoy this one and stay tuned for new episodes to come. Once again, you can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Trust and Thrive, and you can leave a rating and review of the show on Apple iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being here, for listening, for supporting the show. And if you are someone who has been struggling with feeling comfortable with your emotions, I hope you know you are not alone. I'm still working on embracing my difficult emotions all the time. When I'm uncomfortable dealing with it, I, you know, my instinct is to run away, to distract myself, to do something else. I've had to learn to sit with my discomfort, with the hard feelings, with the grief, sadness, pain, and know that this isn't forever, know that this is temporary, and know that, you know, tomorrow's a brand new day. And obviously, if this is something you feel like you experience all the time, which may be a sign of depression or other mental health disorders, I hope you reach out to someone because you shouldn't have to feel painful emotions all the time. With the painful emotions come the positive, comfortable, fun, satisfying emotions as well. And you deserve to feel all of them. It's the part of the journey. It's part of being human. So once again, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. Stay tuned for new episodes to come. And I will catch you all next Thrive Thursday. Thursday.